0: Well, hey friend, I am so glad that you're here and I hope that you're having a wonderful day. How's your week going? Is it going well? Are you feeling productive? Are you getting the things done that you need to get done? You know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how it's not just about getting things done, but it's about feeling really good about how you're spending your time and how you're spending your life, right? I just had one of those weeks where every day just felt like I was working really hard, but in the best way. You know what I mean? Like at night I was tired, but I was tired because I was moving the needle on the things that matter the most in my life. Y'all on today's episode, we have part two of my interview with Sarah Beisel. And I have to say, as I was listening back to these episodes, I got so much value out of these personally that I know that they are going to bless you. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I invite you to start there. It's episode number 31. If you want to stick around right here, you're going to get so much value out of this episode, even if you haven't listened to the first one. If you are someone that is struggling to show up online in an authentic way that feels really good to you and you're letting perfectionism hold you back, these episodes are for you. Sarah is a copywriting and marketing coach. She's the host of the Faith-Filled Business Podcast, and she helps Christian entrepreneurs get clear on the gifts and vision God gave them for their business and create a biblical marketing plan. Friends, I truly believe that the world needs what you have to say and the solutions that you offer in your business. So sit back and enjoy part two of my interview with Sarah Beisel. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out, and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the king, and I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some Thoughts Captive. Something that I run into with some of my clients and just other entrepreneurs that I know, like they're kind of afraid of of putting themselves out there in one certain way because they don't want to repel other people. Like they kind of want to try to attract everyone. And yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts are about that.
1: Yeah, it's my thoughts are, it's 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 very real and it's very tricky to navigate for sure because it's, everyone has this thought. You always think like, if I'm gonna narrow myself in and basically cut off this set of people, then am I not like limiting my ability to make money? Am I not like preventing myself from being able to do stuff? And it's this super scary cycle of like, what do i what am i supposed to do and like i was like this as well i feel like i've been on a journey of narrowing then broadening then narrowing then broadening and trying to just find that sweet spot but it's i guess there's two things here like first of all like we are not made to be the same like we are not we are all unique individuals and we are not the same and that means that we're not going to get along with everybody and that's just like part of human nature there are gonna be people that really connect with us and that we love to be with and love to be with us and there are people that are just gonna absolutely hate that that is a thing that exists about you and that's okay <laughs> and I think that's the first thing to just come back to it's like if you think about like something super basic is like being back in school right I hate like thinking about the different like clicks or whatever but it, it is a thing that like people do gravitate towards people that they're similar to and like there are obviously not so, not so good things about that, especially in like a school context. But just as an example, like you, you have your people and you love hanging out with your people. And if you try to go hang out in another group, they're going to look at you strange. You're not going to know what's going on with them. They're not going to know what's going on with you. And you're not going to be able to connect in any sort of meaningful way. And the business world is pretty much the same thing. Like there's going to be people, especially if you're, and I think this is even more important if you're in the coaching space. I think it's important in all spaces, but particularly in the coaching space, if people can't connect with you or you can't connect with them, you're not, you're going to have a really hard time serving them well, because especially as a coach, it ends up being quite an intimate relationship, especially if it's over multiple, it's not just like a one-off session. If it's like several months or even a year that you're working with someone, it's a very personal relationship and you're going to have much more success with people that are at least somewhat similar to you, that you have that kind of common bond with. And it's going to be an easier sell if people can kind of get on the same page as you because they're not going to be weirded out by like some weird personality thing like I I always think about like for me there's a lot of people out there that love to call themselves witches and it's like okay that's cool you do you I guess but if we tried to work together we'd probably have a really hard time (laughs) because I don't understand where you're coming from you're not going to understand where I'm coming from so we're not going to be able to work together so your results are going to be bad that reflects badly on me and it's just not a good situation at all right it's not good for either of us. So. Yeah, it's super important. It's So it feels like it's scary to narrow yourself down and close yourself off to those people that are not the same, but it's actually going to be the best thing for your business because your your clients are going to get far better results. They're going to be far more likely to be like actually excited to say yes to your offer rather than kind of having this big drama about like, should I purchase? Should I not? Is this going to go well? Because they're just going to have that level of trust because they're like, oh yeah, we're the same kind of person. Like I can get behind this. I know that you're, I know that at least you're going to be in my corner, which is really important for anything to go well. So yeah, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing about, about that.
0: I like the, the high school click, you know, analogy, because I think about how, you know, you're exactly right. Like if you show up into another group as you are, you know, kind of, you may get some weird looks and like, you know, some, some, you don't belong here kind of vibes. But also yeah. if you show up in that other group and you're trying to fit into that group, but you're not, you, but that's not you, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's like part of every, I don't know, <laughs> every teen drama probably or something, yeah, it's, probably. You know, but, but whenever you try to do that, then you're, you're not being authentic. Right. So then, yeah. then you're, you're being kind of disingenuous as well. So that that's like a whole yeah. other set of problems, but in both cases, you're not, you're not attracting the right people and i think it's okay if you mm-hmm. repel people too like but yeah. I, I, that was one of the hardest things for me to understand in when it comes to marketing is that like that's yeah. just part of the process yeah yeah,
1: yeah it's it is and it's I, I keep coming back to the that it is scary it, it feels so scary to just say something that is going to stand out and especially because i think that fear is compounded with the fact that like social media these days as well like it's so I I personally feel like so many people are just walking on thin water like treading that line of like if I say the wrong thing then suddenly I can't be here anymore because someone is going to disagree with it and so it's like the fear is real and it's definitely like not it's not a random like unjustified fear for sure but most of us are not setting out to be super controversial anyway so like some people are and that's just their again that's their personality that's up to them (laughs) if they want to do that online but being able to just like stand in your convictions whatever those convictions are is is a really powerful thing to do for yourself and for other people because I think we we almost want people to be able to say like this is the thing that this is the approach that I have this is what I believe this is how we're going to do it and the the bold voices are the ones that you're almost more attracted to in a way so it's it's scary <laughs> but it is it's it's worthwhile to test out that process and you don't need to go from zero to 100 straight away right like you don't need to go from like I never share anything about myself to like some super vulnerable story about like your past traumas or whatever right like you don't need to do zero to 100 but like just going on that journey of being more open about your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, especially when it comes to like your business world as well. It doesn't need to all be personal things, but even just in terms of like your, your approach to your business expertise and what you're doing there, like there's a lot of different approaches to things and being able to like boldly say like, I don't like that approach. This is the approach that I favor and this is why. It's going to get people much more curious because you're taking a stand on something, which is a really good way to demonstrate competence and authority, without having to be super preachy about it as well. Right. It's just you saying this is this is my opinion about something and this is why I have that belief. I do that a lot with like storytelling as a like just as a personal example, because like a lot of content is like I, I'm kind of on a rampage against short form content. <laughs> There's like the the super like like one liners where it's like, oh, I have this free thing. Do you want access before it's paid? And it's like no, that is not a good way to create content let's stop that so I've just been on a bit of a a rampage against this and I so I share a lot about storytelling and longer longer form content and longer like posts and stuff so for me that's a a firm belief and it gives me like that position to say like I mean I've got my own experience and background to kind of share about like why I believe that this is a thing but that's a way that I can show up and have this conviction I'm not doing this thing if you work with me we're not doing that (laughs) If you work with me, we're going to be doing this thing over here. <laughs> and and that is going to repel the people that are not interested in sharing their story. But it's really going to resonate with people that are like, oh, my gosh, I feel you. I hate that. I want to do this thing
0: over here. Hundred percent. Like right now, I and mean, we can have this whole con- we can have a conversation about this another time. But but like hundred percent. Like you saying that, I remember the first time I started seeing that everywhere. The yeah. the one liner, like you know, grab this before it's paid kind of thing. And I was like, what is this, and why? Why? And and so I'm one of those people that hate that.
1: <laughs> and it's the the biggest thing that irks me because there are some people I don't. First of all, I don't know every single person that posts these, but I do know some of the people at least that pop up on my feed that do posts like that. The things are not paid offers that they're offering because I've I've seen those offers. They're just free offers anyway, and they're just using it as a disingenuous way to kind of hook people in to buy something. And it's like so if you're so if you are going to do a short post like that, at least make sure that you have set a deadline and you will make the thing paid so that you're at least being <laughs> like truthful about the way you're promoting it, because it's like people have been saying this for like months and months. Honestly, like a year I've seen someone do that same Post about the same offer for like probably about a year. And it's like, well, it's still not paid, is it? Like, it's been 12 months. When are you making it paid? Like, are you ever going to make it a paid thing? No. So, side rant there. But yeah, it's like, if you're going to say something online, make sure it is truthful because there's nothing more annoying, especially when it comes to trying to show up authentically than breaking that trust by saying something that's not true or saying something that is just like a little bit disingenuous like that, or misleading, where it's like, mm
0: okay, just adds doubts into people's minds that they don't need. That's such a great example, though, because by you saying that and having an opinion about it, like a strong opinion about it, mm-hmm. I, I instantly was like, yes, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. if I were to, and, and, and vice versa, like if there was somebody that was saying, oh, do this or, or using that, you know what I mean, that strategy, I'm like, no. And so it's like, it really does help attract you to the people that are your people, help the people that are your people exactly. be attracted to you. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. like that that part about having taking kind of a stronger mm-hmm. having like a strong opinion about things, even if it's not some, like that's not something that's super controversial. It's just something that it, we yeah, it's in the online yeah. business world.
1: Your strong opinion could be meal prepping is the best thing to do in your house rather than cooking every single day. It's like it's not a controversial opinion, <laughs> but it's still something that you can take a stand on, and people will either be like. Well, I mean, people might be like, oh, meal prepping, I've never really thought about that before. And it'll get them curious. Or they're going to be like, oh, gosh, I don't want to meal prep. That's stupid. I don't have the big enough fridge for that or you know, whatever it is. I have to do it day by day. But then you're going to get the people that are like, oh, yes, I need to just meal prep in my life. Give me more of that meal prepping. And then they're just like your super fan instantly. And that's kind of what it's all about is building that base of people that are in your corner supporting you. And even if they buy from you, amazing. And if not, they're going to cheer you on and encourage other people to buy from you. So it's kind of just creating that community around like the things that
0: you believe in the the, the way that you are. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. So any final strategies on ways that we can get clarity on our brand voice before we, before we wrap up, this has been so, Mm. so helpful.
1: Yes. I am I was, I just realized we said we were going to talk about three questions and we spent so much time digging into that first one that we haven't actually covered the other two. So maybe we'll just spend a couple minutes covering the other two and then we can wrap up from there. So the next one that I, is my personal favorite question to ask. It's like, I just love this question. And it's, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. But another thing to reflect on is, how do I want people to feel when they read my content, or when they read my copy, getting into the emotional side. And so we've kind of talked a lot about this in terms of personality. So we don't need to dig into this too much. But it is coming back to like, we're all going to have a different way of showing up. And we're going to we're going to have different emotions that we want people to feel like going back to the drill instructor, life coach. Like some people are very much like, I want you to feel convicted. I want you to feel maybe not ashamed, but I want you to have that almost like guilt. That's going to inspire you to do something. Some people really don't want that at all. And some people want the nurture feeling. They want to feel safe and secure and they want to feel loved and supported. So think about how you want people to feel like, what is your personality type kind of driving people towards um because again it's going to give you some insight into what kind of content to actually create in the first place but it's also then again just giving you that clarity again on who who are your people because your people are going to be very similar to the way that you are so if you're the kind of person that loves that more nurturing side you're going to attract those people that also love that too and you're not going to get along very well with the the drill instructor type person who's like telling you to get up every day and do the things because you're just it's not it's not what you like it's not your thing so that's like one of my favorite questions to think about is really getting into like the emotional side of like how people are going to respond when they read your stuff um and then so yeah, I love that question. I just I could go on that for all day, but I will I will, I will not. I will <laughs> no, campaign that myself. question.
0: I love that question too. I love it. And even as you were, as you were talking, as you were asking the question, I was answering it in my mind as, mm-hmm. as probably yeah. are a lot of the listeners, you know, but I yeah. was like, you know, I like for people to feel encouraged. I'm not mm-hmm. the drill, I'm not the drill, you know, the drill sergeant and you yeah. know, life coach. I do, I do have those moments of, of laying down like some, some hard, some hard truths and yeah. some, with some little bit of tough love, but it's always with big, with the love, you know, Yeah. And I, I want them to feel encouraged. So I, that is such an important question. I can, yeah.
1: And we don't that. spend enough time thinking about the response. to our content we kind of think a lot of times like what do we want to say Uh, how do we want to come across like what what do we want to like tell people today but it's like but a lot a lot of connecting with people is like how 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 do you want them to feel because we're all we're very emotionally motivated people and we're emotional buyers as well so if we're coming to like sales content and stuff as well people will buy based on emotions not based on what you say to them so it's very important to think about how you want them to feel and there isn't a wrong emotion either. This is something I was thinking about recently, because I was like, are there actually emotions that would be wrong to try and to try and get people to feel? And so my first thought was like, oh, yeah, it would be bad to make people feel angry. But actually, no, (laughs) like anger is still a very valid emotion that you can get people to feel. If you think about like political campaigns or any sort of like activism stuff, any sort of like social justice, things like that, like they all fuel themselves on getting people angry about something that's not happening or something that is happening that shouldn't be and so there's a lot of power in pretty much every emotion so there's maybe there are maybe some emotions we don't want we don't want probably don't want to make people feel like they're worthless right like that's probably not one that we want to target but pretty much most emotions that you can think of are valid so again there's not it's just what you what fits you what feels right to you and what kind of, again, what kind of personality you want to come across as, or the, the personality that you have that you want to share with people, that's the right thing to do. So yeah, that's kind of
0: that question. I love that. Um, such an important, important thing to think about. I, I think we do spend too much time. I, I talk about this a lot. And on my podcast, we spend a lot of time focusing on ourselves instead of focusing on like our person who we're helping. Yeah. And so I love how it shifts that perspective.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a dance. You need you need to kind of, you need to do both. It's very important to think about yourself. But yeah, it's also very important to think about how that is portrayed and how that is received, especially like that's a big thing about your copy when it comes to is like, how are people going to actually read this what is their response going to be and so i always like it's the simplest thing is to think about how people are going to feel there's a lot of complex sales psychology that we don't i i can barely get into never mind like you don't need to get into all of that for it to be effective you really just need to think about that emotion that you're gonna like like focus on essentially when people read your stuff so yeah you can keep it simple and still be very effective (laughs) So good. So tell us the third one. So the last question that I have that is super helpful to help dial in on and give you that clarity is how am I equipped to help my people through their frustration? So this is, again, thinking a little bit about you and your person, but thinking, again, just this is a little bit more about your background and your experience and the kind of expertise, the journey that you've been on. So this is a little bit less airy-fairy than the other two, but they can be a bit more just kind of... Like they're less tangible things to think about but this one is very helpful for giving like bringing that back into the tangibility and thinking okay this is kind of who I am these are the kind of things that I like this is where all this passion comes from but like let's look at the kind of reality now like where where does that come from what can I actually share with people about my background that is helpful for them that is helpful to like guide them through the problems that they're having or their frustrations that they're dealing with. And it, I I always I think that this pairs very well with that first question about like your 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 why and why you're passionate because a lot of times those two things come together. A lot of times the reason that you're passionate about a thing is because you've experienced that thing and you've kind of grown through it or you've learned from it and now you want to help people do the same thing. So for so many people we have that journey of growth that transformation that is really useful for people to kind of relate to and be inspired by and encouraged by. So don't feel bad if you don't have that though, right? It's not necessary, (laughs) but (laughs) if you do have that journey, it is very powerful. So like I would spend time reflecting on that and I would encourage you to share it. It can be a bit scary and
0: vulnerable, but you should totally share it. (laughs) It's going to be the best thing that you can do
1: for your business.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think that is hard sometimes, especially if we've, if it's something that we've overcome It's kind of in our past. Sometimes it's, and we've learned so much from it. I think sometimes we feel like, oh, if we show up as the expert, then it's hard to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. about the struggles that we've had. But I actually think it enhances things so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That vulnerability is so, it's so powerful. It's definitely not
0: a weakness. Vulnerability is a strength for sure. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been awesome. I feel like I could talk to you about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> so much good stuff here. Like, I mean, I totally could yeah. have dug into two and three for another, like, however long. And then, you know, I know you could have added some more because you're so knowledgeable about this. Amazing. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you and anything else that you want to, you know, tell the listeners before we go.
1: Yeah, of course. So I have my own podcast, which you are more than welcome to come listen to see if it's your thing. It's called Faith Filled Business. And you can easily just find it by going to sarahbeisel.com slash podcast. That's where I have all the links to Apple, Spotify and stuff. So if if it's easier to just go there and find it versus searching on those platforms, then do that. And I have all the latest episodes on that website too. And I also have a Facebook group called Thriving Authentic Entrepreneurs. So if you are looking to just chat more about these things, ask some questions, you can even practice. I love to encourage all the people in my group to like practice their content in there so they can get a little bit of feedback before posting it into the real world so if you need that kind of safe space to try and explore things then you are more than welcome to hop into my group and get some support on that too so
0: yeah those are the best ways to stay connected with me and to learn some more about this stuff if it's interesting to you awesome how fun that you have a place where people can actually like have a safe space to to post their content I can't imagine how valuable that is
1: yeah it's good fun
0: because sometimes
1: it's scary to just post it straight out into the world it's like okay practice it first and then you can get the thumbs up and then you can do it for real
0: (laughs) absolutely i love that thank you once again so much for for coming on the show and and for sharing so much of your knowledge no problem thank you for having me it's been great Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.